Stan? Of course, yeah. You pay know way too much about movies. You don't know enough, Mark. Yeah, yeah that might, that could be true. I just look. Was the Simpsons ever? Was the Simpsons ever good? Did you say? Yeah. I've only watched the first like five or six episodes. I feel Simpsons, like the thing is for the Simpsons, Simpsons, Simpsons hit and run. No, Classic Simpsons, game. Simpsons hit and run good. Yeah. Classic Simpsons the show. Good. Not good. Oh, the film with the dome was alright. The film was good. I the did Simpsons enjoy the film. Yeah. How could you ever forget Spider Pig? Great point. Mm. I, I don't think anything's ever had a moment as big as Spider Pig. <laughs> like, like kids today, they're never going to understand like that Bluetooth MP3 that people were sending around. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like that was hotter than crack in the eighties. <laughs> Crazy how much people wanted that. Did any of you ever have on your phone where you like your infrared things as well? Oh yeah. Oh, mate, and you used to be like, st- I remember you stood on the bridge in Knoll Park trying to get uh, trying to get some ringtone off Tom Messenger, like phones basically, like ones. Aptly <laughs> named in this case. It, it, it was, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Message, like you wouldn't believe. Anyway, uh, welcome back to another episode of the In Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will, and joining me this week, like every week is Mike Breslin, who's on the move. He's also sports media's number one, John Linton's Tulisa fan. But Mike, you're on the move. Yes, just on my way out to Newcastle to see my boy, Joel Linton. So, uh, get, get you some good content from there. Um, <laughs> Through some interview. Yeah, interview out next week. So, forward to that. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Slightly on the right of the computer screen, with no camera this week, is Dave. Dave, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, thanks. Um, trying to stay away from Birmingham City, really. So We will talk about it. But above him is um, the Walcott Warbler, Mr Ross Bird. Ross, what is the calendar in the background you've got there in your room? And I understand it's not mine. The complete it's... visual podcast, the audio that, podcast. That's my sister's um, art desk. That's my sister's calendar. It's got um, like f- feminist quotes in it. So there you go. Well, it is the women's Euro soon. Yeah. Uh, um, who do you reckon of us four is the worst artist? And why is it Dave? <laughs> oh, it's definitely me. I don't know. Ross, I'm a Ross, horrible artist. Ross, we Between were in art together. All of us. Who's the best? No, Will's an artist. Yeah, I'd put forward Will. I, mean, I don't know what Mike's artistic skills like. To be fair, appalling. Definitely, Ross, I was I was the worst in our art, art class at school comfortably. So if you weren't worse, I'm still gonna fuck myself. I can do that. <laughs> it, felt, it, felt I com- it felt pretty comfortable at the bottom. <laughs> I can do that. You, you can do that S. Oh well, I can do that. Yeah, that's that's like gra- that graphic design S. Thank that's you. That's just much. a sign you weren't paying attention in school. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Oh. Well, that's why we're all on the pod, isn't it, Ross? Hmm? That's why we're all on the pod, isn't it? Mike actually did the original... I'm only joking. Mike did the original logo for the pod. I thought you were going to say Mike did the original Ross. I was like, that's a claim. (laughs) Go on, Mike. That was a Canva job, that. Yeah, you still did it, though. 
I can't yeah. take a lot of credit. The template was was already there. Who uh, is it? I uh, was who did the uh, current yeah. logo. Yeah, Coral. Yeah, a, a far better logo. Like <laughs> yeah, a far better artist than any of us, but um, not a better person, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, right. Let's talk some football. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Christian Eriksen going to Man United? Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Mike, give us the United take. Yeah, he's obviously a good player, so I'm happy about that. I'm just, I'm, my first instinct was three years seems like a long time. Um, as as I was saying in the chat earlier, I think two with an, a club option maybe would have been uh, a bit more reasonable. But yeah, it's interesting how the negotiations might have gone with Brentford and other teams. So maybe they decided to go to the third year to get him, or I don't, I don't know, but. He's obviously a good player, just doesn't um, fill the number six role that we actually need still. But as a Pogba replacement, you, you couldn't get much better at that kind of fee, could you? Oh, well, anyone could have walked in there. But the fact it's Christian Eriksen is, uh, is definitely... I'm, I'm pretty pleased about that, to say the least, yeah. He's, he's still, he showed he's still got it at Brentford. So, to, yeah, to bring in a guy like that, pretty happy with that. On a free as well. And it'll only be 33 by the time his three-year deal's up. So, not quite his prime, but not far away from it. Seems a bit weird that he wasn't more courted by other teams. It's a good point. Although, that everyone's been reporting that there has been a lot of interest from other teams. But well, I don't, seems I don't think... got to the point of United or Brentford. I don't... Well, people are talking about Spurs, but I don't know if that's just... Because he was there before, kind of. Thing. I don't know how real yeah. that was. But it feels like all you were hearing about was Brentford or Manu, and it feels like Manu have had to, I don't know, if overpay on the wages or whatever to get him there. It feels like another one of them. I don't know. Where's this idea that Brentford weren't willing to offer him three years come from? No, I just thought because you're right. Three years seems a a long. Well, given what's happened with. Ericsson. It just seems to me, it's just what I think about it, that he's gone there for the security of three years, which he might not have gone. Maybe because Brentford, I don't know, because they only offered him the six-month deal before, didn't they? Yeah, but they only offered him the six-month deal as a kind of prove-your-fitness kind of thing, which after a heart attack, I think is fair enough. I reckon because he... Yeah, but I don't think they'd have offered him that if they didn't think he was going to be able to play properly. No, but... And if there was any risk of him, his heart or whatever causing him more problems, they never would have signed him. So, so the reason he couldn't play for Inter is because in the Italian league is a law which permits you... says you can't play in the league if you've got a pacemaker, which he has. That's not a law in our year, but yeah. I guess still still that six-month deal to me feels felt more like a we need cover and also prove it, and if it hits, it hits. But going back to United, I can't see any reason in the world why Christian Eriksen, if the offer's on the table from Brentford and United, why he'd go to Brentford. I can't see any reason in the world. Like I know United have fallen a bit, but the one thing we know about Eriksen is the reason he left Tottenham was because he wanted to play for a big club and he wanted a chance at winning things. Now, he's won a Scudetto at Inter, but then it all sort of came crashing down. So, to me, this is him just returning to the higher echelons of the league. So... I'm a bit confused as to because I did. It wasn't just you. I saw a lot of people going, "Oh well, United have overpaid." But 
I'll be amazed if Brentford haven't offered him three years. Yeah, no, I just, that was just what I, what I, that was just my initial reaction to it. I mean, I don't, I may well have, I just, um, as you say, yeah, he left Tottenham because he wanted to, I guess, win something at Sheffield to leave Tottenham to do that. So, but maybe he feels like he owed Brentford because they took a flyer on him when no one else did kind of thing. I don't know. I think that's a good point. I mean, yeah. no one else was going to sign him. I don't know. Someone else Eventually, was... maybe, but they were the first team that took a risk on him. He, he owes... He's only getting this opportunity with United because Brentford had taken a flyer on him. So. Yeah, owes... I agree he... with that. He owes Brentford nothing because he kept them up. No, I understand that. I do get it. But I think he is going to feel so- somewhere. Because that... if he's taken this long to decide between the clubs, obviously he was considering Brentford, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. No. Either that or United were doing their classic bartering for the, the best deal they possibly could. Which I think is probably what the case was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Ericsson held out till United made their final offer, I guess. Yeah. No, I think we it's just think at recruitment, but that is a decent one. I can't understand. I don't understand how United's midfield is going to work this year, but I feel like no. I could have point. But... This I did see, I saw um I saw the classic couple of uh, oh this is how United could line up with the Christian Eriksen side oh. which which are great pieces because it's just this is how United line up and here's Christian Eriksen put into it mate. <laughs> but the no idea, but no but could, my favourite part about those is they lob in like eight more potential signings as yeah. if United are going to buy a whole new eleven yeah but it they're was, always so good those it's hilarious yeah. It was Bruno, Fred, and Ericsson in the middle. And then Ilanga was playing right wing, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you go into if, that... it, if he starts the first game at right wing, I mean, look, we've got to ask some serious questions. It, look, if you go into next season and Fred is your, Fred is your number six, that yeah. is chronic mismanagement. Yes, again. I know, like, that, that midfield six thing was something you were worried about, Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean... Been crying out for one for years. I mean, we were speaking about it earlier in the chat. I sort of said since maybe Carrick 2013, which I think was Fergie's last season. Uh, Will even was saying since before then, Carrick was still, you know, getting a bit older as it was then. So, I mean, the fact that they've never really made it fair. I mean, Matic, to be fair, good player, but I think even by the time he got to United, his legs had gone a bit too much. Is yeah, I think even by then it wasn't really the player that they wanted, and then yeah, it feels like they haven't even tried to address the problem. Even though I would say, other than you could argue like centre backs, and obviously there was the winger issue, I guess it's definitely been a, a constant problem and talking point for everyone other than those that have authority with Man United transfers. It seems, I mean. Yeah, what's the point of adding quality players to a midfield when there's no like spine to it? It's or weird because reliable number six. You're not what's even the hearing point? them linked with like number no. six. really like De Jong isn't that. No, I know they're going to do De Jong. I cannot wait to watch Ericsson, Bruno, and De Jong. Like three very good players just playing in a midfield. But the best thing about it, people keep going, oh yeah, but look what City do with Gundogan, De Bruyne. And Rodri, and I'm like, uh, firstly, you can't compare the two with the way they press and all that. But also, like, Rodri? They've got Rodri. Like, that's why they can play that way. It's 
baffling. I'm, I'm now Calvin Phillips. That is true. That is true. Um, and we talked about Calvin Phillips a few weeks ago. I actually think that's a good signing for yeah, City. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I like it. I know our, our Man City expert Henry's not a huge fan uh, of the signing, but I think it's a good signing. So that's probably a sign that he's a good player, isn't it? Let's be honest. Well, I'll say. Well, yeah, and Rodri's not going to play seventy games a season. He can't. No, he shouldn't. Like, and he shouldn't. Yeah. So you need to have people who are going to play the other games, which City and Liverpool are going to play a lot of games. So I mean, it's a huge upgrade because Phillips is going to play the Fernandinho minutes, which were not good last year. Yeah, they were a lot tougher than usual, weren't they? So he's going to be a massive upgrade in those in those areas. I think he might even play alongside Rodri at times, mm. and they might in like I mean, we saw it a few times last year where Pep decided to play with that a bit of a double pivot, and obviously between Rodri and Fernandinho, Fernandinho couldn't run more than two yards, so Rodri had to be the one going forward, and he's not great at that. Whereas we saw it for the Euros that Phillips can play with a bit more of a thrust when he sat next to someone who's a sitter. But I, I like it. I think it's a really smart signing. Yet again from Man City. In complete contrast with the other side of Manchester. <laughs> Has anyone known uh, of the guy United have signed? I know I sound really ignorant, but I know nothing about him. This uh, fullback from Eredivisie, that guy. Yeah. Apparently, apparently he's no. the best left-back in the Eredivisie, which shows where United are now. Well, and he was going to sign for Leon, wasn't he? And United hijacked it. So I don't know if, if Manu should be going after players that were going to go to Leon. But but, but I guess one thing... a lot of people are quite positive about him. But yeah, that, I think it shows where we are now that that's the sort of player we we look to yeah. instead of. Is that not using your managers? I mean, this happened. Look, honestly, I can tell you from every every time Chelsea used to get a new manager, we were linked with the best players in that league. Like when Conte came in, they were like, "Oh, he's going to get." Milinkovic Savage for Chelsea. Oh, fuck, shut up. And when like Juschel came in, it was like, oh, he's going to get all these Bundesliga stars. But it shows that I guess that Ten Hag's sort of like looking around in the Eredivisie and he's trying to find a few things that work. So I guess get the players your coach knows and trusts. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I I actually think it's good. I think it probably is where we need to be shopping instead of going to the Schweinsteigers and Ronaldos of the world of that time get away from those sort of signings and start signing some younger players who potentially, if they're decent, you can sell on for some money because we've been awful at selling on players. They just sit there on ridiculous wages. So even if that's what all it comes of it, and he's a backup to Luke Shaw, then that's still probably a win. Yeah, he's, he's not played a game in the league, but I guess he's better than Tellers already. <laughs> right, he's got to be, hasn't he? What absolute code. <laughs> that guy scored one good goal in the Champions League and the rest of it was just heinous. Oh, awful, 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 awful. Um, Ronaldo wants to leave, Mike. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone blame him? Yes. Not. Oh, if he goes to Chelsea, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna die with laughter. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I need I need we'll to die, but not for the same reasons. Uh, it, I don't know why on earth Chelsea would go for him. Uh, I just have no idea. Because they just it. they've just got rid of one immobile forward for the other. 
for one who's got who runs even less. Look, the re- the only reason Chelsea would do this is because the new owners would be obsessed with maximising the marketing output and having the Ronaldo brand on board. Is there's no sporting reason to sign Cristiano Ronaldo at this point? Well, we, we have seen the social media impact. Yeah, we. Have. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we have. Uh, there's there's no at this point if you're a if you're a club like Chelsea who's clearly shown that. The reason why Lukaku couldn't work in Tuchel's system is he wasn't willing to press and link play like like the others did. And Ronaldo's not going to do that either. No. He's going to cost more money on wages than Lukaku did. And why would you do it? And that's purely from a sporting reason. There's lots of moral and ethical reasons why you shouldn't touch the guy with a barge pole. Um, it, is, it is interesting that he said what he said. What he said. I don't know where he thinks are going to buy him. Who's going to buy him? I don't I'm know any. Apparently Chelsea. I don't know top anyone. European clubs that should go after him. I don't know no, where I he fits in at all. Well, it's it's interesting when all the reporting is that Chelsea have the reporting from Ornstein is that Chelsea haven't ruled it out. Bowley likes it, and then they said Tuchel respects him, but. Tuchel respects him as a player, but they don't think he'd want him. And that tells me immediately the way Chelsea have been going out of this after this transfer window in that, do you want them, Tuchel? We'll go and get him. That tells me that Ronaldo's probably not going to end up at Chelsea. But it do, what it does also tell you is that he's desperate to move if Mendes is out there trying to drum up some business. So, Dave, any suggestions for where Ronaldo could, should go? Oh, mate, I don't know. I don't know, like Ross was saying, I don't know anywhere that particularly fits. I mean, one, you've got to think who's going to pay him the money he wants. I mean, yeah, maybe PSG, but it wouldn't make sense for them to sign him. They can't I mean, possibly have him. Imagine Ronaldo I, I Messi. I was calling for that in January. Neymar. I mean, I'd yeah. like to see it, but it would be an absolute trade. I'd like to see it for one game and then be horribly reminded that I'd never want to see it for a second game. Um but yeah, who in the Prem really? I mean, Liverpool definitely not. Man City definitely not. I mean, Chelsea, I'd hope not. No one else in the league can probably afford him. Don't Imagine see. if Newcastle just go, you know what? Let's let's start the car. Bring him in. Well, yeah, the, the, the argument is that he wants Champions League football, I suppose, isn't it? But yeah, but even then, no, I'm 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 not sure. Well, I don't see any team necessarily I, wanting to to snap him up. Place. Which is weird to say about Cristiano Ronaldo, but I just don't see him having the same appeal he did even last year. I've come up with one place that plays the type of football where he's going to be a success and plays in the Prem and the Champions League and might need him this summer. By Munich, that is it. Like if really, if Lewandowski goes, I can see them talking themselves into thirty-seven-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo because he'd score a hundred goals a season in the Bundesliga. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't see them letting Lewandowski go this season, though. It seems like they're just going to hold on to him, just to hold on to him and let him go for free next year. I don't know. You can get, you can probably replace a fair amount of his production and make £50 million off Barcelona, who will probably remortgage the, the rest of the, the new camp. What are they doing spending? <laughs> I, like Lewandowski, obviously a quality player. But what is he, like 30, I don't know, 33, 34? I don't know how old he is, but... 50 million. That is ridiculous for a team that has no money. Do you know the worst yeah, thing? Yeah, Manu are badly run, but Barca are on another level of badly run. 
The yeah. only thing about them is they've sold a load of their merchandising rights for the next hundred years just so they can register Kessie and Christensen. I like Christensen. I've seen a lot of him. I wouldn't sell my merchandising like rights for a year for that guy. Not for Barcelona. <laughs> no, like get. Well, they're, they're teaming up. They're teaming up with Spotify, so it's not like they're oh great doing that smart things. Right. But um, Brez, if if Ronaldo walks to walks out the door, that leads that leaves United needing a striker, doesn't it? Unless well, I know Martial's coming back. It, yeah, Martial's back from his highly successful loan spell in Seville. <laughs> in Seville so uh, yeah, we we'll, we will need a striker or or where's Teddy sharing him at? Bring him back. Is Cavani still going to be there? Is he gone? He's gone, He's hasn't gone. he? Gone. He, want, he, he wanted out last year and Solskjaer convinced him to stay. He's definitely going this time. Yeah. Oh, if Ronaldo goes, I mean, that's a tough We've scene up front. Yeah. Rashford's up top. It will nine. have to be, surely, I think. Oh, Fernandez false nine. Get him out the midfield. Get him out the ground if you can. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But it is interesting that so much of United's transfer business has been around improving the technical quality of the squad. Like, you look at Ericsson coming in, and then you're still going to roll out a midfield at some point that features McTominay, Bruno, outside <laughs> his Wambasaka. Mate, the first game of the season is probably going to be that. Ooh. Oh, God. Tough. tough. It's, just, it's just bad. Tough, tough, tough. It is bad. Um, Jesus, should we talk about Jesus quickly? Because I, I mean, we've talked about Jesus for like four months running and him signing for Arsenal, um, but now it's finally confirmed. I don't know. Does anyone know what the fee is? Forty-five. You see, that is very reasonable in today's striker market. Yeah, very reasonable for a guy's proven Premier League four-time Prem winner. Yeah. We're going to have to be really careful in the future when we start talking about X number of Prem Renault because City were involved. Like this, yeah. Phil Foden's already won like four leagues, but he actually played in two of them. <laughs> Jesus has played, played in all four, in fairness. Like, no, you are you are true. I'm just saying we've got to think about it in the future. True. I'm getting, picking up my Jesus shirt after this part, lads. Mate, do it. Fire. Missing link, Dave? I think so. I mean, Arsenal have been sort of crying out for a striker for, for a while. I know Aubameyang was generally great for a couple of seasons. Um, Lacazette, to be honest, I actually liked him. I just think he's not really... Like, you couldn't fault his work rate. I never, I didn't think. And No, he wasn't... But he just wasn't clinical enough, was he? And that's no, he wasn't. Thing. I did, no, I did like him, but you go going into Welbeck territory when you yeah, say yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you see him at a striker and the first thing you're saying is you like their work rate, there's, there's a sort of sign of where the conversation is going on, if they score goals or not. But I mean, um, we weren't asking him to, well, he was effective whilst not scoring goals last year, but we did need someone through the middle. Yeah, the I, I just think, obviously, having a player like Jesus, obviously, Pep City play good football, a lot of passing... I mean, it seems to me like a pretty perfect fit and the price is very, very reasonable in this market. I think it's a very smart signing. And I think, yeah, I think it's just a very good signing all round for Arsenal. To be He's honest. got a good relationship with Arteta as well mm-hmm. from uh, when they were at City together. So, yeah, yeah I think 
this is definitely the well seems like he's the right man for it over under 15 goals he's getting 14 I'm going to go, go over, like, over. Yeah, yeah, over. I'd just like to say, lads, if this was uh, Arsenal under my football manager career, uh, he'd definitely break a leg on his debut. But he won't. Obviously, he's going to be fine. Well, let's hope so now. Otherwise, you've just preempted something we, we don't really want. We definitely don't want it. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. No, because then, then, I mean, Eddie and Ketia. I mean, he put two past Ipswich the other day in a closed doors friendly. Wasn't it so. a hat trick, Ross? I had. Tell you was what, it I love th- a closed th- doors friendly. Love a closed doors friendly. Arsenal played some great stuff, Mark. <laughs> Anything could happen in those. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like the, the on like the Tuesday morning, it's like, oh, we 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 beat we beat QPR fourteen 0 in the behind. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, Torres, they used to do this, they're like, oh, Torres scored eight in a behind closed doors friendly. I'm like, close all the doors. Stop selling tickets. <laughs> God, I barely certain Werner breaks the world record in a club behind closed doors. So, um, Speaking of other people, that what a terrible segue, but let's just do it. <laughs> um, what's next on the agenda for Arsenal, do you think? Where are they going? What do they need desperately? Uh, yeah. Desperately. Other than a fucking trophy. I mean, we've been winning FA Cups. Yeah, I mean, fair. I mean, yeah, but they do still need... Most a... successful team ever in the FA Cup. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's like not being the best co-op in the world. I mean... Come on! Um, uh, well, I mean, I think maybe some more central midfield cover, but I think more importantly... More important is maybe some left back cover that's not Nuno Tavares, because um, Tierney is really good. But if he's going to play like twelve to fifteen times a season in the league, it's just not. You need someone. Because I mean, Tavares got subbed off after twenty-eight minutes against Nottingham Forest in the cup, so you just can't. Alex Tellers uh, now available if you want him. <laughs> I mean, he's an upgrade on Nuno Tavares, which is a sad <laughs> thing. He's sad. He's not. No, he, he is. He is. I'm telling you. Look, I'm telling you, Alex Teller's as bad as... No, let's Teller. get Del Horno out of retirement. He was better. <laughs> Del Horno was a good player. <laughs> <laughs> Having that slander, Del Horno a very good player on his day, which never came round. In the behind-closed-doors game. <laughs> oh, mate, behind-closed-doors, he was like the Spanish cafe, mate. He was so... <laughs> uh, Dave, you wanted to talk about Wolves because you've got a bit of worries to do about their... Um, recruitment didn't you yeah i mean it's, it's not looking very good for them is it they've been linked with two midfielders Vieira no uh, went to Vieira went to arsenal and is it Pal- palinia from yeah he's just gone to fulham he's just yeah. gone to fulham and i mean wolves with mutinho's age surely it's crying out that they signed he's, he's just, just under the one-year extension yeah. I, I know but surely it's it's crying out they sign another centre mid. Uh, Roman Saiz, who they'd had for a, a long time, uh, his contract expired. So that's another centre back in there, free at the back they usually play that they need. Obviously, the strikers haven't really worked. Unfortunately, Jimenez, I mean, it's still great seeing back playing football, to be honest, but it just doesn't seem the same player he was before, which is understandable, of course, but. Fwangi Chan, I mean, I, I did literally call my uh, draft team after him, but he um, 
yeah, he was fine on loan. As soon as he became permanent, I don't think he actually scored in the second half of the season. So they've got quite a few issues, a very small squad. Players like Adama back from Barca, who doesn't really want to be that. I don't think they want him to be is that. He, is he coming back? I thought he was... Yeah, he was just he on is. loan. He oh, is. No. Do you want to... The thing hilarious. That, this is what sums them up. So with Trincao, that they had on loan from Barca, they've just had to pay Barca $5 million to confirm they won't sign him. What sort of deal is that? Wait, so he was on loan too? Yeah, Trincao was on loan from Barca to Wolves. And basically, they could buy him permanently they, for like $26 million, but Barca put a fee in saying, you know, $5 million if you don't want to sign him, basically. And they don't want to sign him, so Barca still got $5 million extra for loaning the player that who's, Wolves don't want to sign. Who's laughing scrap, up for, for Scrap Wolves. what I said about Barca. Wolves are now the worst-run team. Yeah, who's doing that? That is incredible. Who is doing that seriously? But I mean, yeah, I mean, they've got, they really need to strengthen quite a few areas of the team and they're not seeing them linked with anyone, to be honest. So it's, it's worrying times because they've just, they needed stuff last year because as we pointed out in the end of the season pods, they were, no one was more reliant on goalkeeper over performance than them. Um, next year, we could be for seeing like some real bad teams in the league, by the way. Because Wolves, I think, are in trouble. Leeds are in trouble. Um, but they've signed another American, so they're better. Tyler Adams. Not good. Don't like him, from what I've seen. American He's manager and a half-American squad. It can't be a good sign. Wow, xenophobia. There it is. There's um, no good American <laughs> football players. So no, Roy McBride used to be, to be fair. The Pudis Lump- isn't good. Nah, he's really good. That's why you said in that. Um, <laughs> Dave, quick word on your boy Richarlison. What do you make of the Spurs deal? Oh, mate, it's baffling. I mean, <laughs> he just doesn't fit. Like, why? It seemed like with Kulazewski, uh, they've got the final like piece of the puzzle of that front three, and then they go and spend what is it? Something crazy like sixty million on it. A guy who's not really good enough to put through the middle and a guy who doesn't do what you want him to do on the wing. It's pretty baffling. And obviously, you sign someone for 60 million, the manager is immediately putting himself under pressure to even play him and fit him in the team because you spent 60 million on him. Ponte's not under pressure at Tottenham. He's won more than that club. Fine, but surely... No, I get it. You spend 60 million on someone... An easy yeah, and choice. if Richarlison isn't playing, Saka. it could literally be like, look, mate, you've made me your marquee fucking signing of the, the whole window, probably the whole season. Like, But it just doesn't make sense. From a footballing perspective, Son and Kane are just so intelligent off the ball and on the ball. That's how they work, how they're so efficient. Richarlison makes the wrong choice like nine every times time. out of ten, every, not every 99 time. times out of 100. So... Can you imagine Sane and Cod? Wow, wow. I said Sane and Cod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's your episode title, Will. Sane and Cod. Kane and Son doing something brilliant. That only for a Charleston to. <laughs> only Class. That is perfect. Only for the Charleston to like intercept the pass that's supposed to be going from one to the other and just ruin the attack. You can just see it happening. Or I'm just, I, I'm really struggling to compose myself after that one. <laughs> I'll try and get you out of it. It's, it's baffling to, I mean, I, I guess, uh, 
Tottenham have been looking for a reliable backup to Kane for quite a while. So the fact that they're so willing... Sign with Charleston. I know, I know. But the fact that they're willing to try and spend the money is back you could say is a good sign, but that is the only positive I have for this deal. Like, I know people are high on Richarlison, but I can't stress enough how poor I think he is. Like, I think he's awful. And uh, uh, Am I alone in this? I'm 100% with you. I, I've, uh, no, it, like, he's gonna score I'm happy goals. he's signed for them because it's like, Spurs. I don't think he is. Uh, over or under on goals, Mike? In agree? the league. I'd put it at 10. 10? 10. 10 in the league? But yeah, if you'd give me five, Mike, I'm still going under. So. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, I really I think, think, think he's, he's terrible. No, I think he uh, will score some goals also, but I just don't think he he's going to benefit them the way they play as a whole. Like He was just a perfect Everton player. Everton think they should be better than they are, and Richarlison thinks he's way better than he is. He was just a perfect player for them. Uh uh, I can't thing. see it going well for him there. He's the worst thing about the Spurs thing. Like he's better out wide. Like his goal per ge- his goal per game when he plays as a winger is good. His goal per game when he plays to the middle is shocking. Well, not shocking, but it's it's not of the caliber of a sixty million pound forward. Is what I'm getting at. So I don't really understand it. I don't really understand why he he of anyone. But the thing I don't understand the most is. If you if you've got sixty million in your Tottenham, I'm not spending it on Richarlison. I'm taking one look at that bat line. I'm thinking if I'm playing three at the back, if I'm going into next season and Ben Davis is my left centre back, that's a worry for me. The thing for me is if if yeah, you said they've got sixty million. Arsenal just bought Jesus for forty five. It's a great and point. And he's a way better but player. He's he's not going to go there. Jesus. No, no, I get that. But I mean, if you I know, yeah. But Tottenham were interested in Jesus, but I think he, he wanted to play for Arsenal. But Okay. Um, uh, I've just looked up Richarlison's goals in the Prem, and I, I think 10 is way too high for how much I think he's going to play. And he was the main goal scorer on yeah. most of the other teams. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'd say, whoa, I'd say whoa, seven whoa. is more of a... He was, last, he was last year, wasn't he, Will? You can't argue with that, because DCL was out. I, I won't argue uh, DCL's a little bit better than Richarlison. I'll give you that one. He's like, he's a functioning <laughs> football player. So he's no, he is. I'll wait for him. I'll wait for him. <laughs> the, year, the year before when DCL was playing, Richarlison got seven, got 13. The season just gone when DCL wasn't there. Terrible player. That, Honestly, that, one of my most I, hated players. I don't know why. I just thought he scored a lot more goals than that. I think it's because that's the narrative around him. It's also because he was injured for a long period and he just didn't score for ages until like the last seeming like eight or ten games of the season. He played thirty games. He was. He was. I don't know how long, how many games he missed, but he was definitely injured for a couple of months well, last season at one point. Games he Well, obviously he missed eight games, but it's a bit different if they're eight games in a row to a few yeah, games here and there, no? I'm just being a no. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't like that signing. Do you reckon that's an early front runner for the Bakayoko Award this year? Can we award it now? No. It's, it's going to be him. No, he can't award it now. It has to be awarded at the end of the season. I mean, There's plenty of football to be played, yeah. I mean, 
Forest have signed that striker and it has horrible echoes of Ricky Van Wolfswinkel at Norwich. <laughs> so I'm oh, a... Tuesday. At least you don't have to watch uh, what's the Villa guy's name? Keenan Davis. Well, look, That's if it. anyone signs Keenan Davis, I'm putting him forward for the Bucky Yoko Award because that guy is out of his depth in the championship, let alone if he summons up in the pram. The winner of the Biggles Wade Award, because that's where he played. <laughs> Ian and Davis. Probably, probably his level, yeah. to be fair, mate. Yeah, it's true. Look, my dad has not liked a lot of Villa strikers, but Keenan Davis is up there. So, Andy Vyman, he was a big fan of, though. Um, mate, Vyman scored I like 25 Villa, goals in the Championship last season. Unbelievable player. I'm not even joking. He was on fire last year. Yeah. God, he could be playing for Liverpool. Oh, 22 goals, sorry. My bad. In fact, that's too many to be on the bench. Just round that up. He did get 10 assists as well. Who was he playing for? Bristol City. Bristol City. Um, Anyone got any other transfers that have piqued their interest they want to talk about? John Eustace to Birmingham City. (laughs) Oh, no. Dave, explain to me why everyone's so up in arms about Lee Bowyer leaving. Um, I think it's the fact that we lost, like, what was it, 7-0 or 7-1 to Blackpool in one of the last games of the season. So surely if if you want to sack the manager, you do it as soon as the season ends and don't wait for the players to come into pre-season. Surely, surely you want to... It was 6-1, sorry, we lost. Um, Blackpool not quite scoring seven, it seemed. Um, surely... Like we were horrible at the end of last season. Like typical blues starts the last few years. Something stupid, like one win in fifteen or something stupid. It happens every season or every other season. Um, I mean, it's not Bowie's fault. I could go on about that. The whole club stinks. The players stink. There's too many players getting paid too much who just don't care. But um, in terms of Bowie, I mean, obviously the you know. Some of the defeats at the end of the season, that Blackpool one in particular, though, just unacceptable. So surely, if you're going to get rid of him, you decide to get rid of him at the end of the season, then the new manager brings in his coaching team, can maybe work towards getting some signings or at least players that he wants, try and work towards that. I do obviously understand that maybe the takeover, they've not wanted to get rid of him, so whoever takes them over can easily put someone else in because it's not just someone who's just signed but from a fan perspective forgetting the the possible technicalities it's just why would you wait until four weeks before the season to sack a guy that was massively underperforming for the last second half of last season so now our stadium's still in disrepair we've got hardly any players and most of the ones we have are absolute fucking pony at the best of times We've just got a manager who doesn't know any of the players. He's just brought in a coaching team, and obviously they all need to start. There's question marks about the experience of this coaching team in the first place. And we're apparently having a takeover bid from any bloke that's got any money in his pocket or seemingly got any money in his pocket. So, I don't know. But Eustace himself, his only managerial role is... Seven caretaker games at QPR and two years at Kidderminster Harriers. <laughs> and he was assistant manager at QPR for a few years. And I think he was like assistant manager at Republic of Ireland. But 
blew yeah. me going down. It's and his assistant is a guy that was coaching at Plymouth last season. Mike Taylor, to be fair, our old keeper, but he was only keeper coach at Warsaw in League Two. At least Boya had an experienced backroom team. I mean, these guys might be experienced, but their experience is like League One, League Two. And Eustace hasn't managed before above Kidderminster in a permanent contract. So it's looking pretty dicey at St Andrews. And by dicey, I mean, if you're a team away there, absolutely buy a ticket because you're winning about 10-0. I think the odds of Blues to go down are still 4-1. to one, And what I'm saying is lump on that because we are firmly going down. <laughs> firmly going down. I can't believe there's four worst teams in that league. It's probably four worst teams in the Premier League. Look at some of them. <laughs> um, Honestly, they still can't fix their stadium. It's embarrassing. The whole bottom tier has been out of action for the last 12 months. Yeah, it's it's crazy. One of the worst football, uh, one of the worst footballing experiences I ever had was the Blues. Is it the away end where they didn't accept card? I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> what like, was this? Sean, but it was a Fulham away. It was yeah. I was I was I was watching the I was watching Fulham play Blues for my sins. And uh, we didn't want to say that, but we got it out. Yeah, yeah. We were in the away end. I was in the Fulham fans. It was the worst life, worst moment of my life. (laughs) This bloke (laughs) was along in like mustard yellow trousers, and he's just like he's got like a victorious bunch. It's all like running around like we're gonna go get a drink, Rupert. You're like, oh no, fella, oh no. Uh, Mitrovic scored one nil. It was one, honestly, it was bastard cold. It was like I was in the north and Game of Thrones. It was awful. But um, I remember just trying to get a pint and I didn't have any cash. And she's like, oh, we don't take guard. <laughs> you can't be fucking serious. So blue. <laughs> I can't afford the Wi-Fi to do the machine. Don't like either. I think it's a guard, it was awful. Yeah. And then the other time was when um, we turned up to watch Blues play Watford, when Zola was managing Watford. And uh, we were trying to give our Mooney a grief, all of us lot. <laughs> he scored, and he played an absolute blinder, and Blues got pumped 4 0. Yeah. Yeah. Best game of his well. career. Yeah. It was a tough scene that day, though. And uh, on that cheery note, I think we'll end it there for this week. Um, if the people want to keep up with you, Dave, to find out when Blues Stadium is fixed, where can they do that? Uh, it's at Dave Harris underscore 44 at Sailing Cobb. Sailing Cobb. Don't expect much of an update. Yeah. Keep up. Staying Mike, if the people want to follow you, where can they follow you? Uh, at Mikey Breslin for all the Padres tapes. Padres tape. Um, Ross, if the people want to follow you? Uh, at Ross underscore bird 14. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at Wilhelm 17. But please don't please instead follow us at In and Around Pod on all the social medias, including Yik Yak. Um, if you want yeah, to ask questions, you can ask us questions at In and Around Pod at gmail.com. Um, in the meantime, stop to rate and review the podcast, although that'd be nice. But we need you to tweet at Cafe Rouge, hashtag Rosh Rouge. Um, because we're trying to get Ross to Cafe Rouge. His birthday's been and gone, but Christmas. Speaking of <laughs> birthdays, this podcast is coming out on Mikey Breslin's birthday, so send him all the well wishes in the world, all the Photoshop, hey. John Linton, 
and him just like in a chapel getting married. That's what I would like. <laughs> All those people who are artistically talented sort that out for me. But until next time, Mike. Sayonara. <laughs>